everybody, welcome back to Cat Like Reflexes. Cat Like Reflexes. Hello, everybody. It's uh, Cat Like Reflexes again. Uh, we've been off uh, for a while. Um, my name is uh, Brian, and I am joined by Brendan and newcomer Jillian, who has joined us today on a special holiday episode of Cat Like Reflexes. Now, um, I'd like to begin the episode by just uh, explaining a little bit where uh, we've been. Uh, both our longtime listeners will know that we haven't really been. Uh, going uh, a lot lately since about the the summertime sometime I forget the exact day um, t- t- funny story uh, in the middle of the summertime I got pneumonia I had streptococcal pneumonia and uh, I did not give a crap about doing a podcast I was so sick and I got really really sick and I thought we had enough episodes to cover it and then we didn't and then uh, I just kind of got lazy and we, because we, we, you know what it's like, you, you, you actually break the, the cycle, uh, and, uh, we stopped doing it, and then we just kept, stopped doing it, and, um, I kept thinking, oh, we're gonna start up again, but then I, I, I was very busy this, uh, this fall working on a play, uh, Mr. Everything, written by one Brendan Maine. hey hey and, um, and viewed by one Jillian Ross. hey hey and, um... And so it just got really either sick or busy, and you know what? That's no excuse to all, you. All podcasts end um, in death, right? So, I mean, <laughs> if you think about it, like, the, all, every podcast on Earth is just creeping inexorably, too. It's, uh... They kind of peter out, don't they? They don't really... It's not like Newhart, where they just or end like, with a or bang. Like, or, <laughs> like, or in Serial, where they, they caught the guy, right? They caught, right. They caught, the, they caught the guy, so they stopped making it. Did they, did they catch the guy? I have no idea. Oh, I don't know. I never I've, saw I've it. never... <laughs> why would I... I season, serial Season 2 started this week. They let the guy go so they could make Season 2. <laughs> they I had this, a new story. They but. had this guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. We should do that. We should commit a crime and then make a podcast about it. I don't see any downsides. I, I see no... I really can't be here while you're talking about that. No? I know. I what, are you going to narc us out? <sighs> are you going to serial us? Maybe. <laughs> I can't make any promises. So anyway, for those of you who have been waiting for the show, uh, welcome back. Uh, maybe some of you are new. Uh, welcome for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, we, uh, here at our podcast, we like to, uh, we like to keep it pretty loose. Um, we, uh... <laughs> we keep it pretty loose here at the podcast. We're not drinking tonight, but sometimes we are. And um, we want to know what you think, too. So uh, after you listen to the podcast, uh, you can drop us a line and let us know what you think. Tonight, or this morning, I don't know when you listen to this, it's the internet. I'm not judging you, but, you know, get a job. But anyway, uh, <laughs> whenever you're listening to this, our podcast today, Christmas. In particular, Christmas movies, which uh-huh. for many people is the is the best part about the holidays. Yep. I know that uh, there are many different kinds of Christmas movies, from Christmas specials to uh, made-for-TV movies to animated specials that are on TV. Um, everybody's got their favorites. I think even people who maybe are cynical about the holidays... I suspect still have their favorite Christmas movies. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. So um, we, uh, I, I specifically asked Jillian to be here today because uh, <laughs> Jillian has a specific love when it comes to Christmas movies. What would you tell us about that? Love, addiction, whatever you want to call it. Uh-huh. 
I'm not really sure when it started, but uh, when when Showcase starts showing them on November 1st, I am right there, and that's that's all I can do. So made for TV. That, Christmas movies. That is my preference. Yeah. Although there are some, you know, the big Hollywood ones that uh, I also enjoy, and the classics that you gotta bust out every year. But yeah, if they're if they're gonna put it on TV and make it about Christmas, I'm willing to give it a shot. Nice, yeah. nice. Now earlier, um, before we began the podcast, we were uh, waiting for some folks to arrive, and uh, I found a list on IMDb that somebody made uh, called the ultimate list of made-for-TV Christmas movies. Now, made-for-TV Christmas movies, I think most people would consider them in a, a lower tier of Christmas movies. Is that fair? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yes. like these, these aren't your your elves or your... Uh, elf 2. Elf, is there an Elf 2 back in back in the hood? Or Yeah, that's yeah. right. The third one, he gets his gold back. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but the made-for-TV movies um, that Jillian loves, I had a list here. And we're just going to... I just want you to... I just want to share this with you, Internet. Uh, I'm going to briefly... Uh, or very quickly, actually, go through the titles, and you say, yes, you've seen them, or no, you haven't. Okay. okay? Yeah. This is a list in no particular order of the ultimate list of made-for-TV Christmas movies. Out comes the secret shame. All okay. Right. Are you ready? Yeah. Love at the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yes. Dear Santa. Yes. A Christmas Kiss. Yes. A Christmas Kiss 2. Sadly, no. Oh. Help for the Holidays. No. Christmas Angel. Yes. Twelve Dates of Christmas. No. Twelve Trees of Christmas. Yes. <laughs> Christmas with Holly. No. Uh, the Most Wonderful Time of the Year. Yes. Naughty and Nice. No. Naughty or Nice. Yes. A Season for Miracles. No. Crazy for Christmas. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> with Howard Hessman. Oh, my God. Ah. Brilliant. Uh, Moonlight and Mistletoe. Absolutely. A Royal Christmas. No. Well, Bits and Pieces. Uh, Christmas at Castlebury Hall. Oh, God, yes. That is the one with Roger Moore that yeah. that I that, that, is... that Brendan gave me a copy of a couple That's years right. ago for Christmas, and I will be forever grateful. Me too. <laughs> Catch a Christmas Star. Yes, terrible. A Star for Christmas. No. One Starry Christmas. No. <laughs> Borrowed Hearts. Yes. <laughs> Eric McCormick. Yeah. Uh, a Boyfriend for Christmas. No. Christmas Magic. Yes. On the second day of Christmas. No. Holiday in handcuffs. Yes. Snow globe. Yes. Snow. Yes. Snow too. Brain yes. freeze. Absolutely. Farewell, Mr. Kringle. Yes. Santa switch. No. Oh, yes, I have. Sorry. Okay. I have seen that one. Stealing Christmas. Yes. Tony Danza. Mm-hmm. Mary in-laws. Yes. Will you marry me? M-E-R-R-Y. Yes. A holiday for love. No. The Christmas card. No. Uh, Ed Asner. No, no. I haven't heard of that one. Uh, a Cookie Cutter Christmas. Yep. An American Girl Holiday. No. Little Men. No. Mandy and the Forgotten Christmas. <laughs> and finally, we'll stop at number 40, Christmas Oranges. <laughs> no, but I need to. That sounds fantastic. 2012, Experience the Journey of Rose, an orphan who teaches the meaning of hope to all those around her. Share a slice of Christmas sweetened with friendship in this poignant story based on a classic holiday tale. And looking at the cover, she is literally holding an orange. Oh. So. I, w- I would like to see that and find out where the oranges come in. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I know, like, my grandmother, uh, who was born in 1912, uh, she would always talk about how at Christmas, 
uh, she would get an orange for Christmas because I guess you know at that time oranges weren't easy to come by in mm-hmm. the winter time, so they were right. imported. And oh boy, like you would think that like. It's hard to imagine now because oranges are so common, but like they went fucking crazy for those oranges. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine there being like, um, at least one movie about Christmas oranges. That's my, fair. My dad actually always said that when he was a kid, I'm assuming he was kidding, but he said when he was a kid, they would get an orange in their stocking and then their dad would take them out in the backyard and show them where Santa got mugged. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Nice. The local well, in in my uh, my wife's family, actually, well, Brendan's family, Brendan, same family, uh, same family. Uh, we you, everybody gets a, an orange in the in the in the toe of their stocking. That's true, and uh, so that's still a tradition. Inside the center of the orange, uh, an actual toe. Yes, that's which is, right. I, we haven't figured out how to get it in there yet. The thing about Christmas orange, um, Chris, is Christmas oranges is the, is the is the yes Christmas oranges. Do you think that they do it like with Edward um, Herman? Do you think that they do it like Godfather, wherever there's a scene with a Christmas orange and it's followed like it's followed by an act of extreme violence? I hope so, but it doesn't sound. You like think it. so? Not judging by the cover, it looks pretty um, wholesome. It was just every every just every second scene. Is, yeah, every is, second is scene is like violence. Most, yeah. Most Christmas movies are pretty. Pretty wholesome. Most of them are. Yeah. So, okay, since you're the aficionado, um, my wife is currently watching one. I think it's called, like, there's all these saving Christmas movies, right? Mm-hmm. And you yeah. mentioned you mentioned They're sort of that there's thing. only, you know, three archetypal um, Christmas movie plots that there could possibly be, and one of them is saving Christmas. Um, I assume, right? Because I haven't heard your theory on this. Absolutely. Yeah. But but so so but they all have very similar names. But the one that Colin's watching right now is like the the day they saved Christmas, and it's about people drilling at the North Pole looking for oil. Wow! And they're like, we're gonna find the we're gonna find the big one. We're gonna it's gonna make us rich. Big gusher oil. The big gusher in the North Pole, and I think that their drilling is threatening like this subterranean. Christmas town, mm-hmm. and Santa has to come out, and, and his elves take them on a magical journey of being like, "You don't need oil. You don't need material wealth. You need Christmas, which is, you know, we'll give you presents instead." <laughs> right. So, that need to be shipped by trucks and airplanes and have a carbon footprint all their own. But yeah. sure. Well, what is that movie called? I think it's called. And you should wiki this. Um, the day they saved Christmas is my assumption. Okay. Yeah, hmm. that's the one that Carly is working her way through right now. That is not one I. Have I know it's unprofessional with. to hear me typing, but what's it called? The what? I think it's called the day they saved Christmas. The day they saved. But Christmas is Christmas. Macaulay's point is sort of like Christmas is constantly in jeopardy. Christmas is always one failed sleigh ride away from not happening. Yes. Santa is always quitting. Yeah. Or, or with Art Carney, is Art Carney Santa Claus? I have not seen a, a bit of this. Oh, but if you yeah, Art Carney plays Santa Claus. An oil company is exploring two Arctic sites for oil. The needed blasting at the first site rocks Santa Claus's North Pole village. He realizes that any blasting at the second site will gotta click on it. Oh, it's behind a paywall. Uh, no, will destroy his home. He enlists the aid of a woman and her children to convince her husband, who works for the company, that the first site is where the oil I- that they want is. Along the way, Santa explains all his secrets and delivering presents around the world. Why doesn't he just give them oil for Christmas? 
1984. You'd think this would solve the problem. It'd be tricky to wrap. Yeah. Yeah, you freeze it first. So you have a theory that there are only th- three well, Christmas it, movie plots? It might be more than three, but yeah, the idea of saving Christmas slash, you know, restoring Christmas spirit. Right. That is huge. Um, there's, right. you know, different takes on the whole um, Scrooge. Oh, yeah, a lot of mm-hmm. Christmas Carol yeah. uh, I actually watched one the other day called It's Christmas Carol. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Carrie Fisher was in it. That's amazing. Way. Yeah. I think that the A Christmas Carol um, adaptation is its own beast because you can take anything and just just squeeze it in. You know, it's very adaptable. There is actually like, a Valentine's version of that. Same, really, same movie as well. Or yeah, like it's, a Valentine's it's Carol, res- restoring you know your faith in love rather than your faith in Christmas. Okay, but yeah, it's it's Valentine's <laughs> through, through the uh, appearance of Victorian ghosts. <laughs> People who know me will know that I love a Christmas Carol. Like I'll watch any adaptation of it. Really, any special? I love a Christmas Carol. I I can only do Alistair, Alistair Sim. Really? Yeah, that's, that's Alistair Sim's good. There was also one with George C. Scott. Mm-hmm. Didn't it? It kind of scared me at the end. He's a bit blustery for me. He's a little bit blustery. Uh, the Muppets. Christmas Carol is very good. It's kind of cute. We should okay. So I've been acquiring copies of Christmas of a Christmas Carol, but Colleen has we haven't really bit on it, right? So we have a number of Christmas Carols. Oh now. wow, like the, the movie, like DVDs, you mean? Yeah, absolutely, different adaptations. Yeah. And we should just either do one of two things. We should either do Christmas Carol marathon. Yeah. And just pound it. Yeah, man. And then when we're done, we're like, oh my god. The, t- the totality of a Christmas Carol is now within me. Or we do like a Christmas Carol roulette type thing. Where we get Roll the cr- dice. Yeah, and then we see it. And it might, and we might get like, like the one with like Daffy Duck and he's, it's like, an ad, like the kind the of... The one sc- with actual Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. Yes. Because people forget that yeah. he's Scrooge. Yeah, that's right. They're like, oh yeah, he's on DuckTales. We're like, so no, he was go. Scrooge. He's Ebenezer Scrooge. But, but you, you put it all in a pile, right? So I mean, Scrooge, you toss Scrooge in there. Like the weird CGI one with with Jim Carrey oh, that's yeah, in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you got you get them all right. Any time that's sort of like, hey, you know, what we should do for a cartoon is just, just jam our guys in there. Just and be like, okay, well, this is in the pile too, right? And then we see what happens, and we see what kind of Christmas we get. So what uh, what would you say? I'll ask you both, but I'll start with Brendan here. Uh, what would you say makes the perfect Christmas film? Right. Well. Like, if there was a checklist for a perfect Christmas film, what boxes do you have to check? Well, I think that there's a certain cheat for Christmas movies, and that is the cheat is Christmassy movies. Okay. So, for example, I think that the Chris, the perfect Christmas film is Die Hard. Sure. Because it happens it happens to take place at Christmas. And, and people have caught on to that cheat. They're sort of like, oh, we can just watch Die Hard, and then, you know, one and done. But, like... There's a lot of there's, there are a lot of movies that sort of take place that, that take place on the holidays, and I mean, you get to decide for yourself whether or not that makes them a Christmas movie or not. Sure. Like, um, like is Home Alone a Christmas movie, or is it just Christmassy? It is very Christmassy, right? Though. Like, there's a lot of Christmas in there, right? And there's a bit about the old man who's missing his son, and that's kind of Christmassy. It's about you know being with your loved ones and and all that stuff, but. Uh, I don't know if that we would call so it. Because it, it, it wouldn't have to take place at Christmas, right? It could be spring break. And it could be home going away. So is, it, is that the difference the, between Home Alone and, and you know Home Alone? Is Home Alone two also take place at Christmas? I don't yes, know. I believe it does. Does it? I've never actually seen it. I have 
a long time ago, and I'm pretty sure it's, it just happens that this time he's been abandoned by his family in New York. Right. So it's pretty much a carbon copy. Actually, I saw the beginning of it on TV just a few nights ago. I didn't watch the whole thing. But I think they take they go to the airport, and he gets on the wrong airplane. Oh, okay. And they all fly to Miami, and he flies to New York City, thinking he's with his family, but they're not. And then hilarity, I guess, ensues. Yeah, I don't know. hilarity ensues. Yeah. Joe Pesci does the does the bit where he stabs him to death with a pen. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, so, so would you say that that's enough? To, that the movie is Christmas Eve. I think that is that all you really want from a Christmas movie is that there's Christmas trees and snow. Like, I well, here's the thing: is that like, I mean, I think that there's a wealth of Christmas Eve movies. A lot of people cheat their way in. Um, I think there's a value there, right? Uh, beyond that, I do have a I do have a recent favorite Christmas movie. Uh, it is the the British uh, CGI animated film Arthur Christmas. I have not seen all of it, but what I did see was really cute. It's on Netflix, and it really is, it is my jam. Well, for those for anybody like me who hasn't seen it, could you describe it? Yeah, bit? it's um, the premise is that that Christmas is done. By this one family of clauses, and they and generally speaking, they do about seventy, and they sort of pass it along. So they have this family of people, basically Santas and Santas in training. So there's like a retired Santa, there's a current Santa who is thought to retire. He has two sons. Uh, the elder one has sort of revolutionized Christmas because I mean, think about it: like the world population has doubled since the seventies, right? Sure. <laughs> and so I mean, Christmas is big business for these people. They have like a giant spaceship. They have kind of like they rappel down to houses and they have like drop times and stuff. That they have to meet, so they have, so they have a, so a, a very entertaining sort of first act where they sort of follow these types of things. The promise of the premise, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, <laughs> but and like, and the main character is like the younger brother who like just doesn't really have the knack, you know. So they just they have him in the back answering letters, right? And they're like, oh well, he's not. He's not on the drop. He's not on the drop floor. He's not rappelling in anywhere. He's not the, doing this type of thing. And a child is forgotten, and then <gasps> and then that's the a child is missed, and then everybody reacts to it differently, and then that 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 uh, that's the crisis that takes him into the second act. Okay. But if you pull up um, all the people who uh, are, are voice actors in it, it's a it's a pretty good roster of uh, of uh, British actors. And really hits the beats, like it's it's surprisingly in terms of like Christmas movies, it's it's all there. So it's sort of like, so <laughs> I'll aim it at my kids sometimes, and I'm like, yeah, this is this is the action. This is what you want right now. Do they do they respond to it? Well, any my children have never really learned the knack of watching more than like the first twenty minutes of any movie. Sure, so. sure. So I think that so your oldest is four. To be fair, that's right. Yeah, well, the oldest that you know is four. <laughs> that's right. And the uh, oldest that you know is four. <laughs> Meredith, hey yo, hey yo. <laughs> Meredith likes um, other Grinch still Christmas. Oh yeah, that's her jam. And like, and when she's not hitting that up, Frosty, mm. which she prefers over Rudolph. Really? Which is, which, you, which makes sense because. When you go back to the old, like, claymation or whatever you call it, Rankin Bass. Yeah. I guess they were made in the 60s. They're all kind of terrifying. A like, little they're, bit. They're, yeah. they're yeah. creepy and horrible. 
And they're never really part of my experience. Rudolph, a little bit. But then there's, like, the one with Heat Miser and Snow Miser dancing around. That is one of my all-time favorites. Yeah, so... What, is that the world... So, uh, uh, the Year Without Santa Claus? The Year Without Santa Claus. I, I own that one. That's a good one. It's a good one. So there's a ton of these. There's one about Nestor the Long-Eared Donkey, and it's the same type of thing. It's like... I think it's like... Whenever you watch a Christmas movie and it's about Jesus, I am always thrown for a loop. Because I'm like, why Why is there this sand? Why is there no room at the end? Where's, where's Santa? Right. Uh, Jillian, you... Uh, so would you say that that is your, your favorite Christmas film? You were those Santa Claus? Or do you have a, a double um, probably, Probably my favorite Christmas film of that genre. Right, because I was going to say, when you brought it up, about Frosty and Rudolph, I was going to say that's sort of like a, a test, like a a, a a a polar test for people like like Ginger or Marianne, right? Are you Marianne. like Betty or Veronica? Like those are the, those tests, right? Yeah. And I think Frosty or Rudolph is one of those tests. Like, are you a Ru- Rudolph person or a Frosty person? What would you say? You know what? I never really liked Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer that much. Were you, were you one of them antagonizing him, not letting him play the game? No, games? not at all. I, t- I totally would have been in there wanting to play with Rudolph. But uh, right. I I really liked Rudolph's Shiny New Year. Oh, okay. I loved that movie as a kid. And Is it also it's, animatronic? Oh, yeah. It's it's exactly the same. Like, so Rudolph like looks identical. twitching along. Oh, yeah. Like he has rabies. But, he's spasming but a little bit. This yeah. time he's traveling through the archipelago of time. Ooh. Sent by Father Time to try and find Baby New Year because he's gone missing. I love in the sequels when they just go weird. Yeah, it's really bizarre. This is some Madeline Langle tier shit. Yeah, it's really. <laughs> I think bizarre, we need to track this down. It. Was it Rudolph something? Was it Rudolph? Rudolph Shiny New Year. I Rudolph own it. Shiny New Year. It came. It came as a dual pack with my copy of Year Without a Santa Claus. Nice. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, and but you do watch as we as we learned you watch a <laughs> lot of made for TV movies and, I do. and like I said I, I I don't think anyone would would expect them to be the higher tier of Christmas movies so what is it about them that appeals to you honestly I don't know I mean because they're all they're all pretty cheesy they're all you know questionably good dialogue and scripts there's also different levels of you know what's good in a Made for TV movie was not. There are some I can't, I can't watch. Are they all about women who are too busy for their families? Not always women, but the the very busy single parent is yes. a big theme. Right. Um, I actually got sucked into one this year, which seems to be on like every other day now. It's called a gift wrapped Christmas. Okay. And it's about a girl who becomes a personal shopper for a dad, um, who uh, who has just thrown himself into work and become too busy. You get a lot of single parents, but they're either single because their spouse has died Mm. or because their spouse is a deadbeat and has completely disappeared. Right. So they're never around. It's not like, well, we still talk. No. But uh, I have them on weekend. I have the kids on weekend. Exactly. But there is a small subsection of that that's kind of like the parent trap Christmas movie where it's all about getting the parents. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of that, right? Where people have one Christmas wish and it's that they have a dad for Christmas or something and it's like... That's not how Christmas works. Yeah. And yet Santa and occasionally Mrs. Claus end up working as matchmakers quite often. I was watching one before I came here. Oh. And Mrs. Claus goes to New York to reunite this family. Angels in the Outfield style. Like, it's like, well, look, the kid asked for it. I have to... Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. What a cast for further... And there's some other kid who's like, I just... 
I just asked for an iPhone. He like, shit, I should have asked for my parents to yeah. get together. Yeah. My dad to return from the grave. Yeah. Actually, one of, one of my all-time favorite Christmas movies is uh, All I Want for Christmas. It's um, Ethan Embry, maybe Ethan Randall, because he changed his last name up a few times. <laughs> okay. And Thora Birch. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, Jamie Sheridan plays the dad. I can't remember who plays the mom. Lauren Bacall is the grandmother. Oh my gosh. She's fantastic. She's like the ex-Broadway star who's just kind of above it all. Andrea Martin is the maid. Oh my gosh. And she is quite funny. She's a powerhouse. And Leslie Nielsen plays Santa. What? Yeah. How do I not know about this and movie? And it's, it's these two kids. Their parents have recently split up. And the little girl, Thora Birch, she asked Santa to get their parents back together for Christmas. So the brother concocts this elaborate plan to at least give her one more Christmas with their parents together. And, of course, Christmas magic ensues. There's a very large truck going by our window, which you probably heard. You guys can't maybe hear it, but with the headphones on, it was, like, really loud. Oh, really? It yeah. didn't sound that loud either. Um, I'm looking forward to it when I yeah. play this over and over and over and scrutinize it. Yeah, that's right. If you're, if you're scrubbing forward really fast, it's like, you hear like, like it's like uh, Inception. Yeah. Yeah. But better. Yeah. I would say that what we do it is... It sounded like, like a truck to us, but it was actually uh, Edith Piaf. What about all the movies in which somebody has to become Santa? Or do Santa's job? Literally or, or figuratively. Right. Um... Yeah, well, obviously there's the, sa- the Santa Claus, which is the... Cla- the yeah, yeah, the Santa Claus... Literally the worst movie in the world, The Santa Claus. Right. Yeah. I kind of like it. <laughs> People can like bad things. It's true. Hitler fact, had some good ideas. <laughs> and The Santa Claus, you can get through it. Actually, like, I heard that was his favorite Christmas movie as well. That's right. That, that's it. That's yeah. right. So, no, no, it's, uh, He's uh, the one that gave Tim Allen all that cocaine. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That would explain a lot about that movie, book. actually. No, like... Um, uh, d- disclaimer, uh, Cat Like Reflexes does not endorse the idea that Hitler had any good ideas. Yeah, Hitler, <laughs> Hitler, didn't, Hitler didn't have any good ideas. Actually, actually, Little Mustache. That's Ve- not a... I, I, would say, I wouldn't say that's a good idea, I would say that's not a bad idea. Veg- vegetarian. Was he vegetarian? Yeah, vegetarian. Proving... Once again, that all vegetarians are evil. Uh, he invented like a rudimentary form of CrossFit, and CrossFit is great, <laughs> right? Like we can talk about these things in isolation. It's fine. We're not edging. Okay. All right. All right. So, moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Blowing past. Blowing past this. Um, so, how many movies do people like? Does Santa find a new Santa? So there's the there's um, obviously the Santa Claus. Right. Right. Um, I remember seeing another sort of similar type thing where like a guy had to be become the next Santa, but I, I can't for the life of me remember what it was called. What about uh, Ernest Saves Christmas? Isn't that the plot? Yeah, I he doesn't. Be- he doesn't become Santa. But no, but Santa help. chooses him to replace him because he's going to retire. No, oh. he doesn't choose Ernest. He chooses a, another guy. Oh yeah, he's like a, a movie actor. Maybe Picks or, like Larry or something. Christmas or something. Yeah, this guy. And I forget. I forget. It's been so long now. But he chooses. The guy is, plays all these very wholesome characters in movies, and Santa is like, "You're the one." And then he's like, "No, I, I'm just an actor, and I'm a, I'm in a movie called Santa Slay, S L A Y." Yeah. And Santa's all like, <laughs> "As if in Ernest Saves Christmas, there's a Santa Claus that they Santa Claus it." Yeah, but Ernest has to help Santa convince him to be Santa, yeah, I think, right. or something. Yeah. Uh, I forget. To, it's something like break that. Break out of jail. Yeah. Goes to his friend's Vern's place, fucks yeah. it up. Yeah. There's also a number of movies um, where it's uh, a hereditary passing along of the right. Santa Claus. There's lots where it's uh, 
you know, the son coming to terms with trying to be Santa and do it exactly the same way right. as dad. So I'm not like you, dad. Snow, Alert. which you mentioned. Yeah. That's that's the thing. Tom Cavanaugh has just taken over as Santa from his father. It's like, fuck you, dad. I just want to own this bowling alley. Yeah. And drink light beer. Yeah. That's that's, right. that's all Santa wants. <laughs> there are a number like that. Yeah. Yeah. But it is all the ingredients of a perfect life. So, Brian. Yeah. Jack Frost. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Best movie or only movie uh, for you? Jack holiday? Frost. I to be I disclo- full disclosure. I only watched about ten minutes of Jack Frost so, on TV. The other so day. you have seen the most of Jack Frost of anybody in the yeah, world. Yeah, I think that's the most anyone's ever endured of Jack Frost. Uh, for those of you who maybe didn't know or or repressed the memory, Jack Frost is a movie where. Uh, a little boy's father, who is uh, Michael Keaton, dies Some, somehow. I, I, I tuned in in the middle. Snowman. Comes like, back to life a year snowman. later as a snowman. Wearing a pork pie hat. Wearing a pork pie hat and, mm-hmm. and, and, and spewing, like, he's trying to be cool. He's like, whoa, radical dude. And like, <laughs> like you're the man. Did he talk like that before he died? I don't know. I tuned in in the middle. I, I didn't see the beginning or <laughs> the end. I, bl- I believe before he was some sort of mu- musician. Yeah, he's like a jazz so musician or something. He's supposed to be like super hip, super cool, cool yeah. but never around. And the part that I saw, these bullies are trying to to bully the kid, right. and, the, and he, they push him off a cliff, like a like a 15 That's... foot high cliff, not like a 15 foot, you know, drop, and the snowman true. manages to animatronically get himself over there, jumps onto a sled that is off balance, like on a boat, on a, on a a snowball or yeah, something pre- throws half way. of his body onto the other half to propel himself through the air catches the boy and then they run off but he's very slow because he hasn't doesn't have legs he's just three different sized balls of snow yeah. as most snowmen are right and then they get yeah. on a toboggan and they and they and they toboggan away but the the bullies like like all bullies in kids movies are murderous Mm-hmm. And are trying to it seems like murder this child. So they're following him through the woods, ignoring the fact that there is a living snowman with him, <laughs> and they're not just like fuck this shit, like, or or like look at that shit. Like they didn't yeah. even notice that any of this was going on. The world isn't crumbling to pieces. They're when they push yeah, through, when they finally get away, the snowman and the little boy are talking, and the little boy, and the snowman is like, "I'm telling you, I'm your father." And the little boy is like. That's ridiculous. I don't believe that. It's like, you are talking to a living snowman. But the weird part is that it's your father? Like, I think you'd be willing to believe pretty much anything at that point. But, and anyway, and the, the, the animation for the snowman is, like, terrifying, and te- but also terrible. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's, I don't know where this movie came from. <laughs> Or why it was released because it doesn't look like it's finished. They they didn't they didn't have they didn't figure out that the only way to do it is to just hire Andy Circus to do it. Yeah, I think it's from like 1997 or 98 or something, <laughs> and they hadn't quite switched to CG yet, so it was a little bit practical effects. Um, it's also when Michael Keaton was like trying desperately to maintain having a career before he disappeared and then came back as someone people before he rose like the phoenix before he disappeared and came back as a snowman right (laughs) and it was like he was in this he's in this movie and I'm like Michael Keaton weren't you fucking Batman like did you have to be in this movie I don't know anyway I, I when I watch a lot of bad movies I sometimes think to myself 
no matter how bad this movie is, this is somebody's favorite movie. Right. But not this time. I can't imagine this being anyone's favorite movie. It is that bad. I don't know, man. I mean, you come at it the right way, right? I guess so. Maybe I should watch the whole thing before I, I judge it too harshly, but it was pretty bad. Ten minutes of Jack Frost is enough. Yeah. They should put that on the box. <laughs> <laughs> Ten minutes is enough. <laughs> Brian, Brian Pitt. Just an incredibly like efficient movie in that regard. All right, so in a, a fictional world where everything is perfect, what makes the perfect Christmas movie? What do you think, Jillian? What would be your ideal Christmas movie? Like, Who's in it? What's it about? Oh my goodness! Is it made for television? Your your favorite your your ultimate Christmas movie, or does it have Tom Cavanaugh in it? You know what? I don't. That's that's really tough. Because again, one of the things I love about the made for TV Christmas movies is that they're all kind of bad. Mm. Do you watch them ironically? Not really. No. Okay. <laughs> no. All right. Well. I, I get like a little kick out of their. There's saccharine stories and, you know, there's sweetness. The one thing I could do with less of in Christmas movies are children. Mm. Because we're not talking, like, you know, the Hollywood kids who are getting nominated for awards when they're seven years old. We're talking, like, the kids who are trying to become actors. Right. And it's uncomfortable and it's awkward. And they end up having to say really... Silly things in these movies. Their parents keep dying coming back. As, <laughs> their parents keep dying coming back as snowmen. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And Santa's like, "You wanted your pants back together. What the fuck do you want? He's yeah. a snowman. What? You just wanted them back together." <laughs> so, so your ultimate Christmas movie would not have any children. Possibly no. Possibly no children. All right, no children. Does it have Santa in it? Um, I like I like a little Santa in my Christmas movie. So it's got Santa in it. Who plays Santa in your ultimate movie? Oh my goodness. Who's the ultimate Santa? The ultimate Santa. You know what? And he has played him in a couple of Christmas movies. George Went uh, makes quite a nice Santa. It's like he was born to be Santa. Yeah. In a but, way. But sober, which right. is not a role we're used to seeing George Went. No, in. that's true. Yeah. That's true. So George Went plays Santa with yeah. no children in. Or maybe one kid who's just off camera all the time. Like, right. They just maybe to the them. kids at boarding school or something. A, yeah. Santa has a daughter. Has a daughter named Vera, and they just talk about her off screen. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. See, that's perfect. And what's it called? Oh my goodness! I would like something really. Does that have the word Christmas in the title? Ideally, yes, because once it has the word Christmas in it, you just you know you're in for something you're pretty in. spectacular. Brendan, what's uh, what's your ultimate Christmas movie gonna have in it? Does All right. It, so, step, okay. Step one, it's a musical. Oh, a beautiful, oh. lavish musical. Excellent. Good, good, uh, good start. Step two, it's probably from the forties, and I don't know about it yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, time machines involved. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I mean, I mean, I'm not. Do I have to make it, or do I just will? No, it? no. Just in I'm a perfect a, world, what's your? What's, I could just. So it's an undiscovered movie, movie musical from the forties. Yeah, I could just. I I can will this into being, right? All right. In a perfect world, it's out there. Santa's in it. I mean, I don't know. Probably, it's a little more sophisticated than having Santa in it. Okay. You know, a lot of musicals from that era. I mean, they're probably putting on a show to save something. Maybe there's orphans involved. I don't know. Right. You know, I'm willing to be surprised. Fair enough. Do you have a title? Um, it's from the forties. It has like a non-committal title, like yeah, that's right. Holiday. I think there literally you know? is like we've we're I think pretty much describing Holiday Inn, which is like, oh really, which I think is 
also audio, falls exactly. into the category of Christmassy, not actually a Christmas movie. Okay, there you go. Because uh. they cover a variety of holidays. It just happens to start and end at Christmas. Right. There you go. Yeah. Like uh, with last year, we watched um, that shop, like the shop, shop on around the, the corner. The shop around the corner, which is terrific. Which is so many yeah, versions which is, of that movie. Yeah, which is incredible. And Jimmy Stewart. I haven't seen that one. I've seen the. The musical remake with Judy Garland and I Dick Van Dyke. Older was a musical. See, movie. sorry, and then, you, and then you, you and then you got and is it is it you got mail? That's yeah, essentially an which I had no shop, idea that was a remake of that movie. Around the corner, yeah, and I mean, and and it itself is an adaptation of maybe a play, right? That sounds uh, like, familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, we're, because because where are it's set in Budapest, right? Yeah, and it only comes up when people pay with like some ridiculous. This is this is clearly like my like. Like some ridiculous currency. It's like that's just our money, man. I don't know. Yeah. It's like schmeckles. And they're like, oh, your cigar box is fifty schmeckles. They're like, that's far too many schmeckles, you <laughs> idiot, you moron. <laughs> Jimmy Stewart trying to sell cigar boxes to people for schmeckles. Nice. It's all right. It's on schmeckles for Christmas. That's the name of your movie. Schmeckles for Christmas. Would, I would watch that movie. But like stuff like that, like that. Um, Christmas in Connecticut. Okay. It's all right. Nice. You know? Uh, my ultimate Christmas movie would have Santa. Right. Santa would be uh, the protagonist. And he would probably be played by Danny Trejo. Okay. Uh, and at somewhere he'd have to uh, save, like, a burning building full of children. Right. But, like, like a badass. Like, I'm picturing, like, a badass Santa. In fact, maybe that's what it's called. Is it it a bad Santa? It's called Badass Santa, Santa. and it's Danny Trejo, and he has a sidekick, which is Steve Buscemi, but like in 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 top form, Steve Buscemi. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think that's what is. I think that's it. That's what I want to see. Solid. Yeah. You describe it, and I and I can picture it. Can you? Yeah, I can. I get. I'd see that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, man. Cool. Uh, All right. Uh, let's wrap this up. Reflexes. Uh, once again, I'd like to thank uh, my guests, Julian Ross and Brendan Main, uh, for being on the show. Thank you very much. Uh, we are going to uh, do a couple episodes about uh, uh, the Christmas theme, so if you've got anything else to add, um, what do you think about Christmas movies? Do you have any favorites? Do you have any, uh, do you have any uh, least favorites? What makes a good Christmas movie? Let us know. Uh, you can find us uh, where the action is on Twitter, at CR Podcast. Um, if it's of a private nature, you can email us at info at catlikereflexes.com. Uh, you can find all the info, including links to our YouTube page, uh, links to subscribe if you haven't done, done so already. You can find all that information at our website at catlikereflexes.com. Thanks for listening. And Merry Christmas.
The music at the beginning and ending of today's episode of Cat Like Reflexes was Powerful Guitar Pop by Antarctic Breeze. We found their music at gemendo.com and so can you. Or you can find a link to it on our website at www.catlikereflexes.com. <laughs>